Sinkies, the loyal Bear Den Nation. Welcome to the holiday season. We've done all your warm and fuzzy Christmas crap. Now is the time for the rest of us. Welcome to the Uber Cinco 2021 Festivus Special. <laughs> you know how you say happy Festivus in Spanish? Happy Festivus. You know how you say happy Festivus in French? Happy Festivus. You know how you say happy Festivus in Pig Latin? Happy hey, Estivus Bay, right? Wrong. Festivus is just Festivus because it's Seinfeldian, it's specific, and most definitely emotional. And that's my first grievance. The resurgence of Pig Latin 2021. Knock it off, you dead language pork people. Frank and Estelle, may you grant me a steamy release. Okay. Whew. Today, folks. You're going to notice our setup, our scoring, our structure. It's going to look a little different, but don't worry. The fun still might remain. <laughs> we are trying. Sports <laughs> okay, So stay tuned as we've got some wonderful surprises. And of course, the Festivus special. It's the end of the year. It's it's the big gusto, if you will. It wouldn't be anything without our two hallmarks, the Corinthian pillars that welcome you through the big front doors. It's Brian Ernst and Nathan Henenfent. Hello, boys. Welcome. How are you? Please tell me. Happy Festivus. I'm doing wonderfully. Happy Festivus. Great to hear. Happy Festivus. I got a lot of problems with you people, but <laughs> I'm hoping to get it all out. Excellent. Uh, yeah, just release that steam, my friend, and uh, we will be able to move forward. And of course... With a with a new year, um, new structure we're doing today. Don't forget, we also have some other new stuff. Bizbear.biz. Go check it out. Brings you right to ubersinko.com. It looks awesome. Uh, you, we, we got some featured episodes on there. It seems like you're trying to convince yourself, but that's okay. <laughs> no, it does. It, it looks it looks great. I, I love it. Um, and of course, uh, don't no. Can I not sound sincere? Is that my problem? Maybe that's my problem. I like you guys. That sounded sincere, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, at the end, as always, the best tradition of all with Uber Cinco, the, the host Fast Five. So don't don't stop early. Stay to the end because the Fast Five is a beautiful one. It's top five true crimes that happened in the Candy County of Gingerbreadton. Okay, that's pretty cool. All right. <laughs> Before we start, we need to get everyone – on, on, on the same page here. So normally um, we would have tossed the rules there, but guess what? Today's a, a special episode. And my house rule today, coming from, of course, Festivus, which is an emotional tidal wave for me, I can't predict where my feelings will take me. So I won't hem in my house rule either. So here's the rule, okay? The house rule is that I get to give points for whatever I please. No questions asked. You can ask questions, but questioners lose points. So make it a statement. <laughs> the reason for the season is to get it off your chest anyways. Boys, okay, So there you go. Um, you won't know what's coming, and I won't either. And that's what will be fun about it. So first and foremost, it's grievances. That's what Festivus is all about. Um, you, you guys got five of them, supposedly. And I have to figure out a way to pick who goes first. And I'm, I'm going to ask a very specific Christmas question here, okay? This is a classic Christmas question. Whoever's done this most recently will get to go first. No questions asked, okay? Remember, don't ask questions. Make them statements. So here's a question. Who is the last person to exit themselves from a conversation by leaving to go get another alcoholic drink? 
Brian, it's got to be you. I have not. I have not had more than uh, a few glasses of wine over these holidays. Oh. So, as I mentioned, yeah. we did go through four and a half bottles of bourbon off Mike on Christmas Eve. So I'm going to say <laughs> it was probably me, but it probably wasn't to grab a drink. It was probably to break the seal because oh. I needed to. Real bad. Same here. Yeah. Same here. That is one of my favorite things at a holiday party. You break the seal, and on the way back, you grab another beer. You know? Of course. You got to yeah. plug it up somehow. Yeah, because uh, as they always say, you're just renting it, right? Eventually, Absolutely. it's going to go in the toilet. But uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that means, Brian, you'll you'll go first uh, for us here. Give us give us your first your your grievance. Yes, and depending on how you say it, going inside for a gentleman's jack can mean a lot of different things. Oh, so number very five, disgusting. Good. <laughs> number five, uh, people that I have a problem with is people who think self censoring is clever. I'm talking about oh. all those let's go Brandon fucks. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I I love the idea that you think you thinking you're clever upsets the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> Which means that you the protectors of free speech mm-hmm. think that swearing is not as clever <laughs> as being unclever. <laughs> Like none of this makes sense, especially when us on our side of the aisle Mm -hmm. are equally, if not more disappointed than the current administration's progress (laughs) that has been made in the last year. We're just equally mad about like, would you do something, anything instead of blankly staring into the camera and just saying, uh, and um, as you give a speech, would you just accomplish one damn thing which he finally did this week by pushing our student loans back till may thank you (laughs) one thing accomplished finally but also fuck joe biden get your shit together bro and do all the stuff that you won't do because you are a centrist mother effer merry christmas to you you just self-censored, Brian. I did, because it's a family show. <laughs> did, I, uh, did, I, did I ever say on this show that I don't hate myself? Like, come on. <laughs> oh. uh, Brian, you also stumbled on to another grievance, too. Like, I, think, I feel like fuck Joe Biden really took the place of, of people who self-censor right there. So I think because that really is where your emotions streamed out of your mouth. And your eyes and your body, I feel like, when you said, fuck Joe Biden. So My emotions are hard to contain. And yeah, that's not yeah. just on Festivus. That is year-round. I get it. You're, you're, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you, I don't know, two points for that. That's Good fine, because I come in yeah. hot. I come in Great hot. Great job. Yep. Um, I, I also, it, what, what pisses me off with the pushing the, the, the loan payments three months, is it just feels like it's the debt ceiling thing all over again. Yeah, right? it's probably. Like, we're, we're like we're not going to fix this. We're just going to push it a little bit farther down the road. And there's still a much larger issue that we haven't had the full conversation yet about, or like haven't actually found a real fix for this yet. So no, and it's just like also it's like everyone's just like just cancel them, just cancel them. And it's like the devil's advocate in me. It's just like well, when does that stop? Yeah, like to who? As soon as minor cancels, <laughs> very simple equation. And that's 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 where the conservative in me comes out. I'm just like, when mine are gone, then you can stop. I don't care about anybody else. Just make sure you get rid of mine. This is the only time I agree with. That. I want mine gone. And it's also to this point too, where it's like, I'm to the point where I have 
it's not like I have so little left, but I've made a dent in mm-hmm. the last decade. <laughs> it was like, it'd be really nice for it to have started a long time ago, but it's still yeah. like, yeah, it's a, still would like to see the rest of it go away, but just postponing it just means I still have an extra $300 a month until May. <laughs> so that's pretty much all it means. That's a good point. Put it all in red, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Did you, did you ever think about becoming a teacher or working for, you know, the public sector when we coming out of college because of the, the, the loan forgiveness thing or whatever? Was that ever on your mind? No. So I was supposed to be saving what, $300 a month while making $300 a year? I don't think that's fair. That's, <laughs> that's not. That doesn't balance out. That's true. That's a good point. I feel um, sorry Nathan, for our teachers. That is the point. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah Go yeah. teachers. Um, if anyone has a grievance about teachers during this episode, you guys are going to lose points. I'm just telling you that right now. I love teachers. They're smart and they are good at teaching kids stuff. So um, that's <laughs> an incredible point I just made. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm going to give myself a point for that. Nathan, uh, what's your grievance? Uh, I got a real problem with the endless TV reboots we're seeing. It's been going on for the last five or six years, but in 2021 alone, Sex in the City, Dexter, CSI, Gossip Girl, Saved by the Bell, mm-hmm. Mighty Ducks, Babysitters Club, Doogie Hauser, and I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah, there's a. It's not Doogie Hauser. There's a different person with a different name. That's a young doctor. It's. I just. This. Uh, we're at the point where we can reboot reboots now, and my big question is: Do kids these kids show reboots? Do the kids now actually enjoy them, or is it just nostalgia for the adults? Like, is there an eight-year-old out there who is just really applauding when Dave Coulier comes out for a cameo on an episode of Fuller House? Yeah, like there's no way. No, there's. I, there's. It's. It's just pointless. There's no originality. I want to see something new. I don't want the familiarity of something from twenty years ago. Like it, it was canceled 20 years ago for a reason. Yeah. And like how we, we're not circling back. I think, I think there's going to be a Frasier reboot. Yeah. Nobody asked for that. No, no. I mean, the M- Murphy Brown was sort of of that era that came and went within about six weeks. Yeah. I mean, just, can we just leave these things alone and, and go with some original ideas? That's all I'm asking for in 2022. <sighs> what, what, what I liked about when you're reading off the list of shows and I went, What? You knew it was about Doogie Hauser somehow. I think because <laughs> one is Doogie Hauser a really stupid idea for a show, or do we already have that in that Freddie Highmore whatever the Young Doctor show? Right, we already have a show about a brilliant young doctor. That's about autism, though. It's not about just oh, being a brilliant young guy. Oh, okay, okay. It's having I to mean, give a a reason for it, and yeah, making him awkward in other aspects of his life in order to bring attention to another issue. So we've got a good show about that, so let's bring back the old crap. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just also, to balance yeah. it out. Also, also, we're saying Doogie Hauser was became a doctor by 14 and he didn't have anything wrong with him. I mean, obviously, he's not a normal 14-year-old. He like, just really liked books. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just, I'm not, yeah. CSI, like, w- William Peterson like went back out to LA. He'd retired to Chicago. He was like ready to do some good theater and he was like, you know what? I want to I want to live on a back lot and make twenty eight million dollars a year, uh, you know, pushing pushing plates around and looking at computer screens. Um, there's there's already been forty two different CSIs, yeah. and we now we've just circled back to the original. Like time is just a flat circle. We're 
I can't do it anymore. Yeah. I just want to see something new. That's all I'm asking for. That's my that's my first grievance of the day. Oh, and as somebody I, who lives with a Sex in the City fan who's had to watch this oh, new one. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> is it good? It is the most is it awful so thing I've ever oh. seen. <laughs> it is think about any possible triggering thing that would make somebody upset on Fox News. Mm-hmm. They've taken that and made it a plot line in this new show. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, that's the way it feels. Yeah. It's like everybody's dealing with sexuality crisis, everyone's dealing with gender issues in a in a way that's like so blatant yeah. and like even it's even the way it's written is like are you you're just forcing this in. It's not even about character development and somebody cashing in on people's real struggles, people really actually dealing with gender identity crisis issues or, or, or sexual identity crisis. It's just really just, we got to shoehorn this in and say it just to show that we're woke. And we know that there are people out there with this, but we're going to cash in. And that's who Mm -hmm. I predict is making this new sex in the city show as a Texas oilman. Yeah. Charlotte, get your pumps back on. It's time for TV. Woo! Uh, yeah. So. God, yeah. Too many goddamn reboots. And Dexter, too. It, like, it's so sad that they kowtow to the internet screaming about their terrible ending. Like, one, just write an, a non-stupid ending to begin with. Yep. Just work on it for longer than a week. And then, two, you don't have to do that you don't have to be like okay you're right we should make all new episodes i mean granted they're getting paid and making a bunch of money so you know i'm sure they haven't really been doing much since dexter ended but yeah this is ah my 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 blood is boiled and for nathan uh that gives you three points just for that. <laughs> actually no 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 sorry five points you got five points there you go hey, hey, all right i like these new rules brian grieve away my friend give me a grieve I feel like this one's going to upset you, Mitch, but I got to talk about it. As a fan of space. Careful. Be careful. I'm really upset at our lack of appreciation for space advances. Not from private sector, from NASA, the the true OG space explorer. Now, this year, we've just, this week, we launched the Webb telescope that's going to go past the moon. It's going to be a million miles away from Earth and see way more than Hubble has ever seen. We launched Perseverance that landed on uh, Mars, a new rover in which we actually got a video feed seeing it land this time. We've always seen just waiting for the signal beep. This time, we have video footage from the lander showing the freaking thing land on Mars. Amazing. What is what is Perseverance going to do for us, first question? And number, second question, how do we know the footage is real? First of all, fuck off. <laughs> Two, it was also carrying a fucking remote helicopter called Ingenuity, where we flew another freaking device on another planet for the first time ever. We launched a helicopter drone on Mars. Badass. Okay. Uh, we launched our first planetary defense mission this year that could actually... Uh, help us deter an asteroid if it ever comes to kill us, which 
I like that. There's debate on that. Maybe we should let the asteroid hit. But uh, (laughs) a solar probe. Like four or five different movies in the 90s. That's God's plan. It's God's plan. The solar probe. We we touched the fucking sun this year. Like how that's bananas. Yes, we got within the aura of the sun and actually detected sun particles because... It's, I don't even know why they did it. I just thought it was cool in the fucking okay. fo- there's video okay. footage of it. And it's a fucking say, amazing. Why? Why? There's, there's Greek myths warning against this very specific yes. activity. I don't know I'm if they sure called it Icarus, but they totally should have. <laughs> <laughs> and the space station helped us fight forest fires this year because they were able to track certain fires better than certain satellite technology. Okay, now now you're talking about something that has actual application here on Earth. They all have applications. Yeah. What's the one touching the sun do? You got to know how stars work to see how long they can last to see how long you'll be here, you idiot. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'll be here for another 100 years easy. I mean, that, I, I know. Mean, I, what if the sun, as soon as it hits this point now, it's got a 100-year lifespan left. That's, that's There's it. no way. The sun's, the sun's very young. It's true, but we need to understand how our sun works to know how other stars work to predict other things. Okay. All right. Can we can we just put like <laughs> can we put a guy in an apartment and give him a meal though? Like can't we do that first? We can do both. <laughs> I'm not talking about the 1% of spending we give to fucking NASA. Okay. You can talk about the 770 billion dollar war bill we signed this year to give more defense spending. Oh yeah. Take Let away from out. that. Yes. You fuckers. You can do space <laughs> and feed the needy, you know. You can do both. I'm just going to jump in here and give uh, one of the grievances on my list because it piggybacks right off of this. Mm-hmm. Mine is uh, I got a real problem with the rich white dudes that have all been going to space yes. this year. Me too. And I have just have I just have one note here written down why, and it is that this technology and money could be used for other very important things like video games. Video <laughs> games could be ten years more advanced and more realistic, but these guys are going to space. That's true. What's the deal? I can't deal with it. Give us give us worlds we can actually explore, not just outside, inside buildings. Give us more stories. Give us more It sounds real. like I what you're f- saying. I want to be able to fly that drone from on Mars on my TV screen from my living room. I don't care if they're doing it on the planet. They, I want to be able to pretend that I'm doing it in a very realistic way from my couch. So it sounds like you want to tell Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos to go fuck themselves, and you want to give have them give more money to Zuckerberg to build the metaverse. No, no. I was trying to think who's I don't, who's in charge of Sony because I have a PS4. <laughs> so whoever's in charge of Sony, that's where I want the money to go. Right. Fatten those or line those pockets. How about okay. give us a PS5 on the shelf? Can we start there? <laughs> that that's this is. I'm on my second PS4 and I have paid for neither. My first I got for as a thank you for taking care of the hellhound that belonged to my old roommate <laughs> Russell. Then my house was robbed and they took it. And then my cousin Andrew got a new PS5 last week, and so he just gave me his old one. Ooh. So I haven't I haven't paid for a single uh, PS4. So I guess I have myself to blame partially for not forking over about a grand to help these video <laughs> games advance. All right, guys, quick, quick, uh, unofficial stare down here. Take down these rich guys and their, and their trip to space. Give me the best burn on on either of them. Whoever wants to go first, whoever has a good idea first, just just scare them for like ten seconds and then and then go. 
<laughs> well, here's the problem is the one that I like, I like SpaceX. Musk actually hasn't gone to space. <laughs> He's the one who has the most NASA contracts and yeah. they're actually just working with NASA. Whereas Bezos and Brands are like, we're going to send my own ass up there just to see what it looks like. Cause I can't. I just, I think I speak for so many people. I'll say what a lot of people were afraid to say. And a lot of people did say mm-hmm. is wasn't a big part of you that day that they went up just being like, come on, let's see this thing go to pieces. Let's <laughs> see them flying down in a blaze. That of I flight. understand. But it's like, do you remember like, you could see newspaper clippings in the sixties. Like it would make front page news when we would hit a milestone. And now it doesn't even make the front page of a website. <laughs> like we, when we first got the first freaking picture of Pluto and it was like, we've never seen this planet with our own eyes before. And now it's like, yeah, that, that's, that's page 34 in the paper, whatever. Just get it out there. Who gives a shit? Well, because Pluto's not a planet anymore. It's a dwarf so. planet and it's still fucking cool. So, okay. okay. Well, I like big space rocks. All right. All right. Uh, Nathan, uh, grieve away, my friend. Grieve, grieve. Yeah, I got another, I got another technological grievance. Mm-hmm. And this is why I've got to have 40 different streaming services with 40 different passwords to watch the things that I want to watch. You have Netflix? So I think I have Netflix. Do you have HBO Max? I used to. I don't right now. Do you have now. Hulu? I don't have Hulu. Do you have Showtime? I'm not going to go through all the <laughs> I don't have Apple TV, Peacock. but I, what I, yeah, you know that I have Peacock. Why are you asking questions you already know the answer right, to? Right. <laughs> but in, in 15 years time, we're going to look back at this as the absolute dark ages. <laughs> streaming is convenient in a lot of ways, but if I'm on my third reset your password email of the day, mm-hmm. I hearken back to when everything was just on one service and we called it the television, <laughs> the boob so tube, I, the TV, yeah, the idiot box. <laughs> now, now I want to watch very specific things. I want to see my Chicago Bulls, my Manchester United, but Manchester United alone—that's that's three. That's my ESPN, Peacock, and Paramount Plus for all of the different games. Mm-hmm. And then, what do I watch on the rest on Paramount Plus? Nothing. And then, you know, I want to watch Ted Lasso, but I don't have Apple TV. And I downloaded Disney Plus for the sole reason of watching the Beatles documentary. But now that I have it, I'm like, oh, well, you know, Mandalorian is on here and uh, mm-hmm. Simpsons season three through eight. That would be a good way to kill a couple of weeks. And so now I'm, I'm locked into all of this. But some of these, you pay for them and they still have ads. I mean, what's yep. this? Is, you call this progress? Yep. Yep. So I, I think I think my prediction is watching cable is going to become like vinyl record players. Mm. So like all the hipsters in Logan Square here in Chicago, you're going to see a direct TV dish uh, sitting on top of their uh, in-window air conditioning unit in their studio apartments. And that's, that's going to be the real no, cool no, way no. to go No, no, no. When you it. watch the channel in a snowy storm and it's not clear, that's what makes it great. <laughs> Precisely. Eventually, when, when Disney uh, and or Comcast, it's just the two companies left, own all of the things, mm-hmm. then they'll be like, come with Disney. And get your HBO Max and your Netflix, <laughs> and your and then it'll just be cable essentially again. It'll just be like all your streaming channels under one exactly. roof, and then you're like, oh my god, we've done the full fucking revolution. This is I, I I could not agree with you more. I do not like that Discovery Plus has its own thing now. Like Discovery AMC talks about, Plus, yeah, they, they have their own content History library. Plus. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Come on. I know. Um, well, Nathan, CBS, I, do have a, I do have something you can watch on Paramount Plus. Well, CBS doesn't have it anymore. It's now Paramount Plus. Yeah. Yeah. So you can watch the new South Park specials that are on there where they have predicted in the future where everything is going to be called that because they eat at Applebee's Denny's Plus Max. <laughs> so, I, 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 I lied. I did. I did watch those. I yes. haven't just watched the Champions League. I did watch that. So, on uh, there's, there's a few things once. In a uh, tick, 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 tick. I don't like <laughs> Lying on this episode. Okay. <laughs> Brian, Brian, throw me a grieve. I need your grievance. People forcing me to make substitutions when I'm hungry and putting in the order for everyone. This is oh. what grinds my gears. Anyone who's <laughs> a substitution. Oh, so people that in your party that you're ordering with, yes. not people trying to upsell you. No, no, this is the- me putting in the food order. Either I'm sitting in the driver's seat and there's people in the car and I'm putting in the order to the speaker or I'm sitting with the Grubhub app or the telephone ready to make it. And nobody can just choose what's on the menu because that's why they put it there as they is make it that way as is. Mm-hmm. If it's not what you like, don't order it. Or mm-hmm. you change your mind after I've already ta- started talking to the nice person on the other side of the speaker. And you are trying to give me new directions while I've already started giving the <laughs> order. And I have to then correct them and change your order because you can't make up your mind. Is this is this a direct grievance and or plea to anyone in particular, Brian? Jenny and her entire family. Okay. Yes. <laughs> This got to a point where it boiled over. We celebrated with them on December 18th, which was the Saturday before yeah. uh, actual Christmas. Keith Richards' birthday. Thank yes. you. That's why we celebrated first. Christmas is second. <laughs> yeah. So Merry Keithmas. Because <laughs> uh, some of the family was going out of town. So we decided to do this. And a I was lot like, of bandanas. Oh, yep. Let's order from. They just wanted to order from a pizza place. I'm fine. Like, whatever. Get some pizza. Get some pasta. We'll all sit here. We'll snack out. Mm-hmm. And we start ordering. And... You, people start going around the room. What do you want? Do you want pizza or you want pasta? Do you want pizza or you want pasta? Fine. If you want pasta, we'll figure out how many of those we need to order. If you want pizza, we'll do a big pizza, half and half. We'll choose two different toppings. How's that? Great. What do you want? Well, I can have a little bit of this. Do they have this kind of pasta? With do you want masa chole? You want spaghetti? Pick one. It's going to be covered in the same fucking sauce. All right. <laughs> what shape noodle do you want? <laughs> How many of you want that shaped noodle? Raise your hand. I will count. And then I will then pick the pizza and I will pick the toppings. I'm going to start to order. And then I start putting the order in. I was like, they, they, it's a lot easier if you just put it on Grubhub instead of calling them because they're a bunch of teenagers that don't give a shit. Yep. Give them a written record so they can see it. And that way, yeah, if something is wrong, you have the record to go back to them with. What's the actual success rate of substitutions anyway? Because I don't like ketchup. So when I'm at a, a burger place and the options are there and any burger that comes with ketchup, no matter how good it looks, I don't risk ordering, you know, the number seven without ketchup. Because I'd say 60% of the time that thing's going to show up with, ketchup. with extra oh, yeah. ketchup. So I just, yeah, yeah, with extra because I, they so hate I don't, you I don't for making the substitution. <laughs> right. So I, I just I just avoid it. I won't order anything where I might even have to risk Making it but see, that's what I'm talking about. You are being the conscious person, I say. You're like, hey, I'm going to make the choice to make this easy on everyone. This is not. This is what I know will not have ketchup on it. These chicken nuggets will not come smothered in ketchup, so I will choose to order that. 
Boom. That's what I want as somebody who has been designated chief orderer. Mm-hmm. But then guess what? None of the substitutions worked. None of them. No. None yeah. of them. But even to the point where it got to the point where I was so aggravated, I was like, guys, I'm not going to fight. I'm going to set the phone here. Either you can enter it into the Grubhub app yourself, or you may use my phone to call. I'm stepping out of this room to make a drink. And I, le- <laughs> I, just, and I just left. I made an old fashioned and I drank it above the sink, looking out at the backyard. So I'm going old- <laughs> to stop in the gun room and I'm going to take all the bullets out of all the guns in my locker. I'm going to lock that amu- ammunition away. For, and I that a separate code that I don't remember, just to, for everyone's <laughs> safety, mostly my own. And, was- uh, yeah, that's I just in a Culver's in Indiana uh, on a road trip. I'm sorry. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and I said, fresco salad, no chicken, because Danny is a vegetarian. I said, no chicken. She goes, you want the garden salad? No, fresco salad, no chicken. I do not want chicken. Take the chicken off. You want extra chicken? No chicken. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes up on the screen. It says fresco chicken salad. And I said, I said, I do not want chicken. She said, yeah, yeah, I know. No chicken. I was like, great. And she said, well, how about the dressing? No dressing. Danny doesn't eat dressing. I was like, no dressing either. I know already, Danny, as is, you know, I'm, I don't have to go through that. Uh, we, they, they, they bring it to our car because Culver's, they make it fresh. It's very delicious. They bring it to the window. And I look in the bag and I said, this is the fresco salad with no chicken. The worker looks at it and goes, yep, no chicken. Hands it to me. I oh, First thing on the top, salad. What's on the top of the salad? Four pieces of meaty white <laughs> chicken breast, freshly grilled, looks delicious. And I just, I put my head in my hands. I'm like, oh my God. And I literally got up, <laughs> followed, followed the girl who dropped the food off into the Culver's. And she looked back at me a couple of times like, is this guy coming to kiss me? Oh my God. Like what's going on? You know? Uh, and, and I'm like, no, no, I'm just, you're just, there's chicken on the salad. Another woman approaches. What's wrong? Something wrong. Like I ordered no chicken. There's chicken on the salad. She goes, Oh, you don't, so you don't want the chicken. And I said, (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, and then she's like, Oh my gosh. Okay. And she took the salad and like turned to the right and the left and then looked at the manager who was like, you know, 15 years her junior, uh, this high school kid was running the cold. Yeah, of course. Brilliant, brilliant high school kid. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and this high school kid just goes, he said he didn't order chicken. So just throw that one away and we'll make one without chicken. And the woman was like, okay. And she looked back at me and she goes, wait, so why is there an allergy? And I was like, it no. doesn't matter. <laughs> throw away the fucking rabbit food and start again. And I said, no, she just hasn't had meat in 20 years, so it will make her sick if she eats chicken. So we just need no chicken. The new salad gets made. It's about to come out of the kitchen. They have a window they put it through. And and the brilliant high school kid manager, she goes, make sure there's no chicken on that salad. And then the person making the salad goes, ah, crap, hold on. And then takes the chicken <laughs> off that salad a second time. And then the, and then the high school kid you know, caps it, looks at me, and she goes, do you have do you have fork ready? I'm like, we got fork. She's like, all right, good. And she like slid it, slid it to me across the, the counter. Very cool. And I was like, yeah. I, I just wanted to say like, Kit, you're going to be running a, con- a, a country? Yeah, why not? Country one day. <laughs> you kick not, ass. This, not, not this one, but a yeah. country. <laughs> yeah. 
I think, so, what you meant to, I think you meant to say county. <laughs> yeah, county, company, yeah. country, whatever it is. Uh, it's going to be the road commissioner. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I want to thank – I want to just say thank you to that Culver's in whatever fuck town Indiana we were in. But uh, <laughs> there, was, there was extra cheese on that salad in place of the chicken, and Danny very much appreciated Negative that. Negative so. 15 points to that Culver's, but plus 25 to that manager. Exactly, exactly. And and I'm going to give myself four points for telling that story. So I will too. Um, yeah. Nice. And there we go. Okay. Uh Brian, you just you just aggrieved. Uh Nathan, grieve. Oh, I got a grievance. Yeah, grief, grief, My yeah. grievance is with our generation, the millennials. What? I'm grieving with the millennials and I'm grinning. my grievance is that millennials have started to complain about younger generations. Yeah, because they're stupid. What? No. Oh. No, we can't do this. All they do Don't is TikTok. All they do is TikTok. I, 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 that's, a, that's exactly what I have written down in my notes. We're complaining about TikTok. Time. That's just the way of the world. I'm sorry. Okay. TikTok has a limit of three minutes now as a TikTok we can't. We can't do this. Sorry, we can't do this. We can't turn in to the, an older generation. I am not ready. I'm only 35. I'm not ready to be. And like, I know people who have kids and they're complaining about a lack of discipline. And oh, well, back in our day, we blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I let my teachers hit me square in the face with a lead pipe and I learned my, I thank them for it. <laughs> and like, first of all, that never happened. I was there and we're just, I hate sounding like old people. And it, you know, I, I think that one of the, the, I'm still trying to figure shit out. So I'm not going to try and pretend that I know things that people younger than me don't. Maybe I know a few things they don't, but I'm open to admitting that there's people who are younger than me and it's going to get an increasing number every year who I am going to have something to learn from. That's an attitude I think we should be proud of for our generation. Some of us have it, some of us don't, but I do not want to turn him to somebody who's an old fogey who people who are younger than me are just like, oh, he's a has-been. They don't understand us. It's I'm I'm keeping my finger on the pulse, guys. Wow, okay. I'm staying young and cool. All right. <laughs> here's the so, yeah, here's the biggest millennials need to get their shit together. One of my biggest grievances I have with this is people who complain about kids watching video games, like uh, like watching people play video games on YouTube. Yeah, I'm like, don't all of you watch sports? All of you? How the fuck is that any different? <laughs> it's the exact same thing. It's not. And it's like, yes, it is. It's all meaningless. It's all stupid. It's all a form of entertainment. Just like Dave Grohl said. But it's if, not the thing that I did. Dave so Grohl said, if you wrong. like Kesha, listen to fucking Kesha. If you don't, don't. And I agree with that. Like what you like. Do what you want. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. Things aren't the same as when I was younger. So it scares me. Like we can't. We're too young to become that generation. At least I think we are. Okay, I would like give to give me another so, fifteen yes. years, and I will. I will be as old and crotchety as the rest of you. But I'm hanging. Yes, because you'll my be fifty. For a few more years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what? When I go to the grocery store, and I've got you know, I've slipped my my whole grain bread in my basket, and I've got my and I've got my chicken thighs, and I got my my produce, and I go up to the to the booze. The booze level at my local Jules Osco in Chicago. They got the booze on a different level. I don't know why, but they do. When I go up there, my beer section used to be about the the width of like four donkeys, we'll say. Now <laughs> my beer 
your section is the width of one donkey. And you know, what, you know what the other three donkeys are made of? Goddamn seltzer. And I think it is not a lot of flavor. I do like the mango white claw, but that's it. Everything else, no thank you, or it's too much sugar. I want my beer back, okay? And it's these, it's these it's, Gen Zs, these these Zillennials or whatever they're called, the the TikTokers. Get my, I want my beer back. I want my hazy IPAs. I want my lagers. I want my pilsners. I want my dark chocolate stouts. Mitch, you know what's even more disturbing about these it, these Zillennials? Right. They don't even. They don't even measure distances in livestock terms. Do you believe that? <laughs> they measure in li- what do they measure it in? I don't even know. The metric system. Oh. Can you believe it? <laughs> oh, we're, we're a global community. We're all connected through the internet. <laughs> My God. Okay. So you've oh. gone down to one donkey of beer. The problem is they're all <laughs> fucking IPAs. And that's the problem I have with that station. Hey, 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 hey. That's my grieve. That's that. That's not your grief. Careful. Okay. No, that's my grief. Go drink your... You can get all that shit fucking at Macy's Perfume Counter. Go for it. <laughs> I mean, you, Nathan, did you, did you hear what he said? He sounded like a, a guy from the greatest generation. He's, he's, he's not one of us. He's not a millennial by any stretch of imagination. <laughs> no. Well, Brian's Brian is what? You're 13 years younger than us. Is that right? Uh, I don't remember who, the math. Nobody shops at Macy's anymore. Brian. You think Macy's is a special place to shop. You are an old man for sure. Are you kidding me? Where else do you buy shitty perfume? That's that's where Brian takes his grandkids to see Santa Claus. Yeah. God damn it. There's generation uh, alphas I got running around here. Okay. Okay. All right. That was Nathan. He grieved. Brian, I hate to say it, but grieve. I got no problem with this one. I'm going to yeah. grieve. I had no problem saying this one. Come on. Costco doesn't have enough cart return corrals. And, and my ooh. point that I just made is proven. Boom. Nathan, <laughs> grieve. Go. <laughs> I'm, I'm keeping it festive. I don't like Secret Santa. I got no time for Secret Santa, <laughs> oh, none like whatsoever. Okay. Secret Santa is lighting your money on fire and everybody else. Yeah, it's a vicious fifteen dollar max. Let's say that. What kind of trinket am I going to buy Carol in accounting that she's not going to just throw away in a year when Bob from HR gets her a little mug that, with the Ted Lasso's team on it or <laughs> yeah. whatever? That that's also going to get nobody's hanging on to this shit. So you're just setting $15 on fire year after year and wasting materials. It's pointless. It's stupid. And I am the one who is called a Scrooge for doing this. What about- I am the one who doesn't have the Christmas spirit. No, I refuse to participate in any secret Santa. <laughs> Count me out. What about wine? What What do you spend 15 bucks and, and you get them booze? 15 bucks of booze. Well, I did that a couple times, but nobody reciprocated. So <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> That that's a very good point because also if you buy right, if you buy, you could get what four bo- four bottles of Charles Shaw, and with tax, you're, you're still under fifteen bucks probably. You could do it, could. Chuck Shaw. Ch- Chuck Shaw's pretty good year to year. Who knows? I mean, some years are terrible, some years are good. But okay, back to these cart return corrals. They don't put any of them near the front of the freaking thing. Yeah. You either have to put it back all the way in the store, or I gotta put. You know, I'm a smart shopper. No matter what store I go to, I park next to a cart corral. Because there's nothing else you want left. After you've loaded everything in the car, you don't have to go want finding one of these things. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to leave it at that because I know the world agrees with me. Okay, great. Um, I once saw a man at, at a Jewels. He was yeah. near, he was 
let's say, 50 feet from a cart corral. Okay. He walked 50 feet in the opposite direction to the end of the building, to the point in the parking lot that was furthest from any cart corral or entrance to the store, Mm -hmm. and then left his cart there when it would have been the exact same amount of effort to put it in the cart corral. (laughs) I stood there and I watched him do it. And I watched him walk back. I had my keys like out. I was ready to get in the car. And I just, I watched him do it. And I watched him walk back and we made eye contact. Yeah. And then he looked down at his shoes and (laughs) walked the rest of the way to his car. And that's why I no longer shop at that location. All right. Oh, that that's okay. Um, and any more grievances out there? Because I'm 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 gonna close it up here right now. If if you guys, unless you have something, I got got one. My one's very quick, and you're thinking you're gonna like it. It's about Christmas cookie specificity. Now there is a very specific cookie my family makes called a pecan pinwheel. Okay. All right. So it's just a pecan sugar cookie dough. Okay. Half of the dough's dyed red, half of it's dyed green. Okay. You roll it together to make the pinwheel. Okay. Green goes on the outside, red goes on the inside. My dad made them with red on the outside and green on the inside, and they Love don't it. taste the same. You gotta have the green on the outside because it looks like a better Christmas cookie. Oh. Therefore, it affects the taste. That is my opinion. Okay. It is not based on any fact because okay. the cookie tastes the same no matter what. But I am saying green goes on the outside, and that is it. I'm I'm, I'm going to piggyback on, on here with you, and I'm going to say when when my family makes our classic gingerbread molasses cookies, if you over frosting it, if if the frosting looks hairy, there's so much frosting on there, it looks hairy. You've done too much frosting because that cookie is not there to deliver the frosting to your fucking throat. It's the cookie that <laughs> is 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 accented by. The frosting. That is I don't, my opinion. I don't know if we should listen to you on this because you're the guy who thinks one full Snickers bar is too much sugar. So I don't think you are the right palate to be saying how much sweetener is on a cookie. I like sweet cookies. Yeah, well, okay. So, I mean, these cookies are still sweet. You just don't need so much frosting that it looks like it's fucking Chewbacca and gingerbread form. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. Fair thank enough. you. Okay. All right, guys. Whew. Let that steam rise from your chest. Let it sink out of your feet and let it come out the top of your noggins. The grievances are done. We're closing that chapter of this episode. And now to the warm and fuzzy part, the part that makes us all feel good. It's story <laughs> t- Because what's better than the holidays when you're hanging out with your family, kith and kin, you're around the fire, you're under blankets, you're cozy in your slippers, but stories. Stories bring people together. They make people cry and they make people remember. So I would like you guys to write some stories on the fly here. Okay. Does it, oh, can no. you do that for me? We can. We will try. Okay. I know this is something we've never done before. So I'm throwing you a curve ball, if you will, maybe a, a fork ball. If you're a real big uh, sports fan, you're a big baseball guy, curve balls are hard to hit. So our fork balls much harder. So here we go. <laughs> I'm going to give you guys a theme. For this story, of course, it, it, it will be a, a, a Christmas story, if you will, or a festivist story, either one. I'll give you an item that must be in this story. I'll give you a phrase that also should be in this story as well. And then okay. um, I'm going to have you guys write for, let's say, a minute and a half, two minutes. And then we're going we're, we're gonna to present these stories live on, on air. And, um, and I'm going to take a call from a listener live on air. Um, or well, they'll, they'll call me in my earpiece and they'll, and, and they'll tell me who they thought 
told the best story. So here we go. The theme of this year's story will be Christmas revenge. You know, just a classic warm Christmas revenge tale. The item I want you to include is a magic mitten. All right. And the phrase I want to hear in your Christmas revenge story that includes a magic mitten. The phrase I want to hear at some point is corporate wants the pants back. Okay. <laughs> corporate wants the pants back. Any, any, any details I need to um, repeat there that will help you guys. There was, so I, I've got written down here, Christmas revenge. That's correct. Magic mitten. Yeah, that's the item. Corporate wants the pants back. That's correct. Corporate wants the pants back is the phrase I would like to hear in the story. So I will set the timer for two minutes. We will step away for just a moment. Um, as you hear beautiful little jingle music here and, uh, and we'll be right back with some brand new holiday stories. Okay. All right, and we're back. Okay, oh, you got you boys have been writing really fast, it looks like. You guys are both uh, good at writing, it seems. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with whoever has the longest hair on today's episode. Who's that? Nathan. I believe that's Nathan, me, yep. You will go first today, so please read us your story. Um, and uh, I will give you the floor. Take it away. All right, here comes my tale of revenge. Mm. I was just eight years old when the boy down the street stole my best ever Christmas present. His name was Beauregard, and he was a little shit. (laughs) I was a good boy all year, and Santa left me a brand new 10-speed bike under the tree, and I rode that thing up and down the block all Christmas morning and into the new year. Summer rolled around, and the older kids from the neighborhood started riding their bikes all over town. Beauregard didn't have a very nice bike, so he asked to borrow mine once, bribing me with an ice cream sandwich. After I let him use it once, he took it as an open invitation to use it whenever he wanted. Then when several families took a camping trip to their cabin on the lake, he took it right out of my garage without asking and told his parents I had said it was okay. When they get to the lake house, his uncle Charlie told him he should just leave it there all year round so he could use it anytime and he'd buy Beauregard a new bike for when he was in town. I think Uncle Charlie just wanted the bike for himself. So, I swore revenge. I was a good boy all year and I begged Santa in a whole sheaf of letters for some magic mittens. I could cause all kinds of havoc with those magic mittens, I could open Beauregard's locker, I could graffiti on school property in his unmistakable hand. But then, Beauregard moved to the lake house permanently. Didn't see him again for the rest of childhood, but thank God for the advent of social media. I found him on MySpace, (laughs) and then Facebook, and then LinkedIn, went to the same college as him, chose the same major as him, applied to the same companies, and found myself cue-mates with him at a major snow globe distributor. Now, Mr. Archibald, the CEO, he loved to play Santa at the annual Christmas party. Now, luckily, the Magic Mittens still fit. I waved them over Mr. Archibald's special holiday desk drawer and stole the Santa pants and magically typed in the correct combination on Beauregard's gym locker, stashed them inside. You should have seen the look on Mr. Archibald's face when he had to play Santa in his red coat, but Levi jeans is his bottoms. (laughs) Then, after company-mandated yoga the following week, the company snitch, Charlton, saw Beauregard open his locker and out-tumbled the beloved red trousers. I took a spiteful cup of hot chocolate over to Beauregard's desk just as he opened his morning emails and saw Sender, HR, Subject Line, Urgent, Body, Corporate Wants the Pants Back, See Me ASAP. And that was the last that anyone ever saw of Beauregard. 
Oh, that was a wonderful, wonderful story of retribution and uh, and getting even. I, I love those kind of stories uh, in, a, in a time like this. Brian, I want to hear your story. Give it to us, my dude. We all know a little story about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Mm-hmm. Rudolph made a name for himself that year. He led Santa's sleigh on that foggy night. But Rudy didn't forget. All the names they called him, and now he was Santa's top dog. One week after Christmas, Rudy obtained a magic mitten from the shop in the underfunded neighborhood of Southwest North Pole. The (laughs) shop owner promised that if used right, Rudy would be able to set the record straight. Dasher, Dancer, (laughs) Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, and of course Blitzen made a thing of showing off their military-grade flight suits. The army vests, the tactile pants, their strut around the North Pole was peak peacocking from elitist reindeer. Rudy had had enough. Rudy entered the stable with the magic mitten the shop owner had given him, and he placed that mitten upon his hoof and challenged Cupid to a duel. Rudy took the magic mitten off and bitch-slapped Cupid (laughs) and stared down the other reindeer. Every one of you strip, Rudy said. (laughs) Corporate wants the pants back. Rudy slapped two more of the reindeer before the message became clear. Now Rudy makes it a point every Christmas to not shower the entire week of Christmas Eve. That way, his reindeer ball musk flies downwind as they all deliver your presents. Rudolph is a beautiful, beautiful little deer. Thank you, Brian, for that <laughs> disturbing look inside of uh, Rudolph's thought process. And now, you guys, it's time for uh, my father's favorite part of Festivus, the feats of strength. So, Daryl, this is a shout-out to you. Guys, I want to hear about some really incredible physical achievements that you've done this past year. Lay them on me. I'm going to start with, uh, boy, who's – let's go with Nathan. Why not? Nathan? Well, I had to go with this one because I think this is the last time mm-hmm. I'll ever be to say it, but I dunked a basketball in this calendar year. Really? It was back in April. Uh, my 35th birthday was on July. I hadn't dunked in a year or so. Okay. It's like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back into shape. I am going to dunk a basketball on a regulation hoop yep. on my 35th birthday. That would make my 20-year-old self, who thought I was going to dunk it, 40, slightly less disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> and... So I, I, I got in a, you know, decent, uh, spring back in the legs through a lot of plyometrics. And then, um, I was just trying to see if I could do it. I gave it about 10 attempts. I got one down, thought, okay, I'm going to be able to do this on my birthday. Felt really good about it. Got in the gym, all fired up. My goal is within sight, overdid it and hurt myself. And so <laughs> <laughs> I was out of commission on my birthday and uh, 36 is uh, about eight months away now and it is looking pretty unlikely. So <laughs> my final dunk in my uh, lifetime, that was my feat of strength, 2021. Man. That is that is quite impressive. Uh, how long did you have to train to get to that level of spring? Um, I was probably on like week six or seven. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you're really, you're putting time in. That's, that's impressive though. Um, when you were 20, did you, you was just assumed you would stay a statuesque, uh, dunker until 
until someone forced I was, you to quit, uh, basically? I, <laughs> I made that my goal. I, I assumed I would have as much time to play basketball mm-hmm. for the rest of my adult life as I did <laughs> for the first 20 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> I got my time management was a little off. Sure, sure. But I get that. That that uh, that can happen. Brian, tell me about your strength. I stopped engaging with stupidity. And I believe we've talked on this show several times about how... I say been, you've been on this show every week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure you did. <laughs> At times I've engaged with gun nuts on Facebook or idiots just in general life. I think from now on, I'm just going to... I think I heard, I think it was Keanu Reeves who said it this year, who was like, I'm not going to talk to, I'm not going to talk to people anymore. If you think one plus one equals five, I'm just going to shake your hand and say, good luck with everything and move on. <laughs> I was like, you know what? That is the healthy option. The problem I still got to work on is taking the work home with me because I will still think about said people and get very angry then by myself. So, uh, I think I'm just going to stop doing it all together, leave it at the door. And be like, you know what? You can't fix stupid. Just move on. Okay. Now it sounds like you said you had you're you're done dealing with stupid, but it's but it still gets at you. So well, I've, I've stopped engaging. You stopped, so I stopped engaging, engaging okay. this year. I stopped picking fights. Whether it's a a person in the family who's an anti-vaxxer who thinks this way or wants mm-hmm. to say something stupid, I'm just be like, oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Just move on. And I've done it a few times this year. And it's just like, you know what? Mm-hmm. This is, this is better. <laughs> They're not, you can't fix everybody. And you're not going to fix anybody. That's true. You can't fix people and you can't control them either. That's a, that's a very, that's a mature uh, way to, to look at things. Do you, does it make you feel like you're not doing your, your part in battling uh, ignorance by not engaging with people anymore. Are you feeling any of those kind of feelings? No, I'm just like the, let them let them have their bubble. Yeah, it's just like what well, it's if I don't belong if I don't go into the bubble, it's not a problem. Sure. So I'm just gonna stay in my own bubble. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just fight fire with fire. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I th- I think that's that might be the the most um, accurate depiction of American society today. <laughs> <It's> just- <laughs> The problem is I I just don't know I you said I can't control them I don't know how to get everybody else though to make their bubble Indiana and that's still that's why my Brian goal. comes on the show every week because he can control Mitch and I we're like his little puppets <laughs> yes Brian loves hanging out with people he can control yes that's he found my weakness <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys uh, thank you for sharing uh, your your considerable um, strengths that you've uh, developed this past year or were able to attain and now of course it's the it's the hoisting of the polls tell me uh, tell me what your festivus poll what is it topped with what does it look like give us a peek inside uh your your sparsely adorned living room as you uh celebrate this holiday um with your family uh well i have uh, several uh, mismatched lengths of PVC pipe Ooh. just stacked on top of each other. Sure. Comes to about seven feet. Beautiful. And then uh, atop, I put the TARDIS from Doctor Who, oh. Time and Relative Dimension in Space. Because it's the only uh, popular time machine I could think of. Okay. Time machine was a big thing for me this year. Um, a lot of my favorite moments 
are things that felt like it was straight out of the past. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo returned to Manchester United mm-hmm. uh, for after 12 years. That was big. Back when, when we were in college at DePaul, I would take the Clark bus down to Fado, the old Irish pub, mm-hmm. and I would wear my United jersey like a you know big fan. I'm 22, and I love sports, mm-hmm. and I would watch Ronaldo play for Manchester United, and then here I was at 35 and I came out of retirement for a guy who wakes up early to go to the the pub and watch soccer. <laughs> and I went down there and it was the most bizarre feeling of nostalgia. Literally 12 years later doing the exact same thing. Uh, it was really kind of a, you know, the place was crowded and everybody was cheering. It was a sensation long, long forgotten. Uh, so that was pretty wild. Did you order the and same then, thing you would have ordered as a 22 year old? Of course, yeah. yeah. Okay. I got uh, Smittix in the Irish breakfast, and uh, I I don't know if it's inflation's been that bad over 12 years, but I think I spent $3,000 for the, the River North Chicago uh, pub prices. Sure, sure. Uh, I don't remember them being tax, expensive. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But then most recently, um, my my uh, buddies from high school, we, we used to go to the movies all the time because there's nothing to do around here. And just hang out. And we finally got a time we could go together. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we went to see Spider-Man. I haven't seen a Marvel movie that I enjoyed since the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 2, which was on one of these trips. Oh, my God. And we and I, I loved it. I thought it, the, this new one was fantastic. And then we just afterwards just sat around uh, talking. And we thought, you know, man, it, it was so much work to get us all here because we live in three different states. Two people had to, you know, make six hour trips to get there and it was great. And we stayed up all night and it was just one of the best days of the year. We thought, man, it's such a big deal for us to do this now. And we literally did this 500 straight nights when we were kids. Yeah. <laughs> so you really take that for granted. And then uh, also just randomly going to see a Matrix movie in the theaters. <laughs> Didn't think I was going to be doing that again. Yep. Um, and then on a sentimental note, I'm recording this just next to the living room where I have spent Every Christmas day of my lifetime, 35 straight years right here in this living room. It was lovely. Wow. That's, that's, that's a, I mean, that's a hell of a tradition to have to keep and to, and to continue. Um, thank you very much for, for telling us about your Festivus poll. Um, it sounds long, it sounds strong and it sounds beautiful. So thank you very much. <laughs> um, Brian, tell us about your, uh, your, your chunk of steel over there. So uh, PVC is the equivalent of having a fake tree, and I like to go real. So sticking with tradition, I got to go full on aluminium, mm-hmm. as you would say if you were a true Manchester fan. Uh, I got my <laughs> Festivus pole from Slippin' Al's uh, Aluminum Farm in upstate Iowa just off 90 and 35. You know what? He can't guarantee no shards will get you, but uh, best prices in the county. <laughs> So got my fresh aluminum Festivus pole and atop my pole, I just balanced a nice pair of size 15 sneakers. The brand really doesn't matter. I just need to know where they are because if my size is just so hard to find. Mm-hmm. So it's nice just to have a nice pair of shoes at Christmas that I know will fit for the next year. That is, that is wonderful. Do you guys mind if I, if I tell you about my Festivus pole? Is that okay? Please. Mine, yeah. mine is, I would call it crude. Um, it looks a bit um, barbaric, if you will. It's made out of the many bones um, of my um, 
fellow community members in uh, Sopoco that walk by my dog and um, wince or, or kind of lean away because he looks, you know, too energetic. Um, a lot of people have followed home or into their alleys, you know, <laughs> tricked them into um, breathing deeply into my ether rag, their bones, boom, bleep, <laughs> um, bound together with, uh, with, with, with the ligaments from their own knees. Um, and, and sitting atop of that Festivus pole oh my God. is a perfectly cooked cracker, crust on the bottom brown bubbly cheese on on the on the edges and of course covering that pizza green olives and ricotta and baby i am <laughs> sucking that down uh, one quarter pizza slice at a time uh and it's going to be delicious um and uh yeah that's a that's a pretty sweet little festivus image there so you guys thank you for celebrating uh with me with each other and with yourselves uh on this year's festivus and now it's time. We've come to the end for the Fast Five. So here we go. This oh week's boy. Fast Five true crimes that happened in the Candy County of Gingerbridton. Number five, the Henderson Chocolate Truffle Murders. Three elderly siblings, the Henderson Dark Chocolate Truffles and their peanut butter truffle nephew, were found three quarters eaten in the living room of their own <clears> display <throat> box one late December's Eve. What made the crime so creepy is that authorities say each and every truffle was left with about a quarter of their bodies, so they slowly melted to death, completely Ooh. destroying the flavor profile of the 82% cacao dark chocolate nibs that were used in their ganache. <laughs> no one has been brought to justice yet for those wanton killings, but dozens upon dozens upon dozens upon dozens upon dozens upon dozens of picky mothers who live nearby in counties remain suspects. Number four dark white chocolate bark with a bite and this killing was called crindleton that was the name of a brand new piece of white chocolate peppermint bark was ousted from his white crow county snack shop for not selling he hopped a train over to gingerbridton hoping to find a place to restart his life after scanning community boards at coffee shops and cocoa stands he had a number of job potentials in an apartment he thought he'd be renting but at every turn, he was turned down because who the fuck likes white chocolate peppermint bark? With bark face <laughs> having numerous frosting-covered gingerbread doors slammed in his grill, Crindleton vowed revenge and thus was born the white chocolate peppermint bark porch killer. Crindleton ended up stabbing a lemon bar, an almond shortbread cookie, and two thumbprint cookies with a sharp piece of himself before local authorities were able to find your weird aunt who happily drove over and talked Crindleton down before gobbling him down as he broke into tears. Number three, <laughs> the Sugar Creek Gumdrop Scout Massacre. In a truly demented group massacre, a sinister force secretly installed an underwater heating element under a dammed portion of the Sugar Creek Waterway, a popular Gumdrop Scout camping location. <laughs> Gumdrop Scout Troop 47 was making their way to the creek for a fun pre-dinner swim, completely unaware of the boiling creek. And before they knew it, an entire troop became one with the water as the boiling, babbling brook took each and every one of their Gumdrop lives. Local adolescent seven layer bars say they are still finding red, orange, and yellow flecks in the rocky creek bed. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> that sounds like great for a podcast. Number two, the Clove Family Farm Midnight Murders. On the evening of December 17th, 1986, the Clove family of gingerbread cookies was at home enjoying a nice holiday evening, frosting themselves before hitting the sack around 11 p.m. Just after bar close around 2.15 a.m., 
a historically inebriated, I mean, we're talking super fucked up, Griffin Tollison <laughs> kicked in the back door of the gingerbread farmhouse, fueled by the free three-hour open bar at his company's holiday party earlier that evening. He now, of course, had an additional eight Miller lights in him after stopping off at Rowdy's Roadhouse with Greg from accounting. He proceeded to go room to room, grabbing each and every clove family member, brutally destroying the life of every clove gingerbread person with max two bites. The soft screams of the perfectly baked gingerbread family went unheard as Griffin ate his way through the family and then half the gingerbread kitchen. Tollefson was found two hours later passed out on his couch at home as the Matrix DVD credit sequence played on loop. Unaware of his horrendous crime, Tollefson claimed temporary shithousery and was acquitted. <laughs> the monster continues to stock local saloons and cookie pantries. Ooh, chilling. Number one, Baby Pee Pee of the Southern Pecan Pie family. <laughs> Baby Pee Pee was the last in a long line of proud Southern-style pecan pies that were regular blue ribbon winners at the Gingerbreadton County Fair. Each generation of Southern-style pecan pie had a champion pie amongst them, many generations with multiple sweet treats taking the top prize. But a different fate sat for newly baked baby PP. Still so young, she hadn't been named yet, so the initials of the family name stood in its place. Now, on Christmas Eve 1976, Mrs. Southern Style Pecan Pie had just baked baby PP, so proud of her ample depth and perfect caramelization, the nutty aroma filling the kitchen. The pie midwife remarked in her journal that this was sure a prize winner to be. She had delivered three generations of Southern Style Pecan Pies after all, so she'd know. Then the family went to bed, allowing baby PP to cool on the windowsill. In the morning, she was gone. Not a trace. Not a cry in the middle of the night. Nothing. Just an empty sill in her place. With zero warm leads, authorities are still counting dozens upon dozens upon dozens upon dozens upon dozens <laughs> upon dozens of hungry uncles as potential suspects in surrounding counties. <laughs> and that's this week's edition of Uber Cinco. Please rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. And once again, we love that hearty wom word of mouth. So please tell your friends about us and send them your favorite episodes. Perhaps this one. Who knows? This is a silly one. Uh, thank you to the man, the faith, the tall one. Nathan Henninson. Oh, and the main entity, the big wet boy, the guy who will always, um, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll always be there for you. Brian Ernst. <laughs> and I've been Mitch Brinkman. As Bizbear always says, release the steam. If it doesn't make you feel better, at least someone is getting a facial. How feet is that? Adios. <laughs> oh, good Lord. You've just listened to Uber Cinco, a production of UBK Studios. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your fine podcasts from. If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash UBK Studios. Every little bit helps us keep the lights on and the bill collectors at bay. Keep tabs on us on all the social media at UBK Studios, and most importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see that we really are just a bunch of good Midwestern boys. Yeah.